Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are down to the final team in the AFC, Wiz, the LA Chargers. Coming off that ridiculous loss in the playoffs uh, where they had a humongous lead on the uh, on um, on the Jacksonville Jaguars and they were not able to hold on to that. That was just a... And I thought the, the head coach looked like he was in trouble there a little bit in the offseason. Staley uh, managed to survive, but new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, newly signed Justin Herbert. Um, Moore comes over from the Cowboys. Lombardi was the offense coordinator here last year, Vince Lombardi's grandson, but he moves on. Um, so now that Herbert is signed, I, I think was the one thing that happened last year, and I think we kind of forgot about that, that rib injury that Herbert had early in the year. I think it, I think it ended up limiting, in, limiting him somewhat last year, uh, and it resulted in Justin Herbert actually, despite the fact still thrown for 280 yards a game, he had 16 fewer total touchdowns. So that was a significant step back. And I think Justin Herbert did not live up to QB1 rankings that were, and I think you were a little bit skeptical, if I remember, about Herbert. But Yeah, I, I didn't like the way he finished up the second half of the year before. Uh, but I think you're right. You know, he had that injury and they kind of kept him in that game and he kept playing through it. So, Maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe the fact that Keaton Allen and Michael Williams could not stay on the field had something to do with it. But um, they, Joshua Palmer played well. They had Quentin Johnson, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah, Justin Herbert, quarterback one. Um, I don't have him as high as some of the other quarterbacks uh, in the quarterback one grouping, but I have no problem if I lead drafts with Justin Herbert as my quarterback uh, one. Uh, starting quarterback, um, the way they use Eckler out of the Eckler out of the backfield, he's such a an important weapon out of the in the passing game. And combined with the talent that they do have at wide receiver, if they stay at the field, it all leads to Justin Herbert being quarterback one, uh, somewhere between maybe six and eight at the quarterback position in terms of fantasy football. Uh, that's how I view Herbert. How do you view them? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's an offensive line that's improved. They've invested a lot in the position over the last couple of years, both in the draft and free agency. Uh, obviously, they've given them the big contract. It's a, it's a, it's a player that's able to run, uh, which he didn't do as frequently last year. Uh, but I think, I think Herbert makes a step up this year. I think that I, I look back, I think the injury did impact him. And I think the injury, like you said, to the wide receivers not being able to stay on the field was an impact. Because if you look at the receivers, including the tight end and the running back, you had six receivers that had over 500 yards receiving, but nobody had over 900 yards. And, and it was dispersed, like the targets were dispersed, you know, pretty balanced, you know, through the tight end running backs and, and, and receiver positions. You know, so much to the fact when, the, when those receivers were out of games, you know, that increased the value of a tight end like Everett, uh, where he became... Uh, you know, kind of option number two in the offense when, when like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were not playing. So, uh, yeah, count me as one as I look at last year as that injury being a factor in Justin Herbert's kind of step back and him moving back to where he was in 2021. And Eckler is a terrific player. Um, and I, I think it's kind of a coin flip who should be the first running back taken in, in draft between Eckler and McCaffrey. Uh, I could be talking to either player. I think a case could be made for either one. The Chargers have, have made some stabs these last few years to try and get someone that they feel good 
about backing up Eckler. It just seems they're not they're never satisfied with the player they draft. So Eckler overall running back one, maybe or running back two, certainly. Um, the backup situation it just seems like it's murky. If something would happen to Eckler, it'd be kind of like a split carry situation. So Eckler's a great player. Uh, and he should be taken as one of its first two running backs off the board in all formats. Uh, how do you view it? Yeah, uh, 100%. 107 catches last year. I think you know, he's kind of guaranteed to rush between 800 and 1,000 yards. He's got a nose for the end zone. Uh, I, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, they've taken stabs, like you said, three years in a row where Kelly, Roundtree, uh, Isaiah Spiller, uh, none of them have done anything. Whenever they've gotten in the field, the opportunity has, has really not helped at all. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence in any of the guys behind him. The only guy that ever made any noise behind him was Justin Jackson, and you know he he's been out of the fold there for a couple of years. So you know Eckler is the guy in, in, for the Chargers, and uh, I would agree. But after McCaffrey, he is definitely the next running back to be taken, particularly in PPR leagues. And Joshua Palmer played well uh, when he had the opportunity last year. Um, I don't think the Chargers organization is confident that they're going to get 17 games from Keenan Allen or Michael Williams, which is the reason they drafted Quentin Johnson um, in the first round. Keenan Allen, you have to just look at his talent and his route running ability and even the fact that he just doesn't stay on the field or it's not projected to stay on the field, you still have to consider him, I believe, a wide receiver two. Michael Williams, a wide receiver three. It appears that Quentin Johnson, in a lot of people's um, minds, um, has jumped Joshua Palmer on the depth chart. But unless something happens to those two guys, considering how much Eckler is used in the passing game, and we'll get to Everett, I just have difficulty ranking Johnson or Palmer at this point, anything more than at best a flex player. So Allen two, Williams three, the other guys flex. How do you see it? So the one thing with Keenan Allen, who's who's by no means is going to be mistaken for a speedster, but just tr- incredible hands. So the, he doesn't deserve though the the last four or five years he's been able to stay on the field and he's been one of the top receivers in the game as a result. Uh, but last year he was not able to, and and you know again a player now that's you know past the age of thirty. Uh, and the ability to stay healthy uh, when that's happening is is a lot harder. So you're you're completely right about about that. But but make no doubt, there's chemistry between him and 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 uh, and Herbert. And I think he represents value at the position. I, you know, it's almost a situation with where I would not mind someone drafting Keenan Allen and having a backup plan, uh, like drafting Allen and Palmer. Almost like a almost like a handcuff at receiver, uh, and I probably see the same thing about Williams, who's had less luck staying on the field, uh, but he's more of a down the field threat, so it's a different type of a, a different type of player. Um, they also have they had DeAndre DeAndre Carter last year, uh, but he's gone. I, I, Quentin Johnson, I think if when they start the season, Wiz, let me ask you: when they're in three receiver personnel, what do you expect? That, do you expect Palmer to be on the field? Or do you expect Johnson to be on the field? I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a mixture where it, you'll see the snap count. When all four players are healthy at wide receiver, you're going to see a you know a tremendous snap count for Keenan Allen, and then a little bit lesser for Williams, and then they'll mix in the other two guys kind of equally to start the season, and 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 see and see where it goes. But I think 
they kind of rotate those receivers and kind of see if they can keep them fresh and healthy for the year. So um, your point about Keenan Allen is is well taken. Um, And I think he could be one of the better values in that wide receiver two grouping. Um, And the issue is if he got hurt, what would happen? I mean, the playing time would go up, but those other guys just do not have the hands in the route running of Keenan Allen. Very few in the NFL do. So we'll see how it plays out. No, but but, but Palmer, Palmer, Palmer did catch 72 balls last year. Yeah, and I'm going to keep my eye on that because I'm not one who believes that Quinton Johnson should jump Joshua Palmer in that depth chart. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to be keeping my eye on those two guys in particular uh, as the season starts to see who's ahead of who in, in terms of uh, on the field more. Yeah, and they drafted Darius Davis, right? And they also have Jalen Guyton. Those are two guys behind. But I don't expect them to be making the noise. Really, it's going to be – and let me ask you, that 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 play, that that strategy that I just called out, if you draft Keenan Allen, maybe you want to also draft Joshua Palmer. Is that is that a crazy strategy, do you think? No, it's not, not at all. Not at all. Because uh, I think – between the two players, I'm talking about Palmer and Johnson, he would be running the same similar, he'd be running the similar route tree that Keenan Allen would be running, um, you know, kind of use that player more in the slot, while Quinton Johnson is more of an outside type receiver. Um, they're going to throw a 50-50 ball too. He's a big receiver, so I, I don't I don't mind taking Joshua Palmer to kind of have as a, a safety valve um, if something were to happen to uh, Keenan Allen and Gerald Everett is one of these tight ends again talking about this over and over again who maybe you don't have ranked in the top seven or so but you get into that grouping of tight end eight to like tight end 16 he's certainly in that mix um, and playing with Justin Herbert you have to feel that maybe he should be drafted inside the top 12 right around 12 or something like that so when you're trying to pause through these guys and it's murky, right? It's kind of cloudy after the first seven or so guys. Uh, where, where are you putting Gerald Everett in that group? Yeah, so the, my only trouble with Everett, who who was targeted 87 times and caught over 50 balls last year, it, it, it looked to me, at least on the surface, that when the other guys, when one of the other guys was out, that's where he increased his role. And when everybody was on the field, he was less of a factor. So... But but still, I I think Everett is athletic. He's talented. He's not really the blocking tight end of the group. You know, they have a couple of tight ends in McKitty and and Donald Parham also the six foot eight guy who uh, who has some down the field and uh, red zone uh, appeal. But um, yeah, Everett's got speed and 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 looked to have uh, uh, Herbert's eye at times last year for sure. So I, I think Everett, to your point, falls kind of in that. You know, somewhere in that eight to thirteen area, and I, I, I wouldn't mind someone taking a stab at, at making him their number one tight end, uh, especially if you're thinking about employing a strategy where you kind of maybe maybe stream your tight ends a little bit. Maybe you you know you take a guy like Everett, and you also take a guy uh, you know at the back end of you know that that has some upside. I, I can see that as being done. He's make no mistake, he's not going to be mistaken for a guy that's in the top five, but but he has athleticism and he's in a high volume passing offense. So if you find yourself in a, in, a, in a snake draft or an auction draft where you're limited with money, you don't mind waiting and waiting and waiting and, and taking Everett until kind of the end if you're trying to, to attack other positions that you draft. 
Yeah, like you could do something like an Everett and Cole Komet, for example, like a combination of that, and then try to figure something out matchup-wise. Uh, you know, someone like Juwan Johnson comes to mind, or a Hayden Hurst. I, I just think he's a player that you want to combine if you have the depth at, at the tight end position in, in your leagues. All right, and um, I know I won't, will not be drafting any Chargers. Uh, I mean, the Chargers defense in any of my leagues. Uh, anything you want to add about the kicking situation? Uh, and or the Chargers defense. So the Chargers have some some serious names on this defense with Bosa and Khalil Mack, who I know was older in his career. Derwin James. There's Asante Samuel Jr. There's talent on on the on the defense, but the problem is Wiz. They are they. We've talked about this. I think maybe five years running, four years running now. Yeah, they can't stop the run. Can't right? stop the run. Almost 150 yards rushing a game against them. It's just absolute insanity. Uh, so until they figure out a way to do that, you, you have to shy away from this defense. They can't stop the run, the period, amen. Um, Cameron Dicker uh, was, had, had a lot of success last year was when he came on as a kicker, and uh, I expect him to be the starting kicker this year. I know, I guess, is, is Dustin Hopkins actually still yeah, there? Yeah, I, I think it's talking about a battle between Hopkins and Dicker, um, you know, going into the season, but you know, with the potency of that offense, would you have an interest whoever the starting kicker is? Yeah, I think I think you have to look at it, right? I think that without a doubt, uh, again, all all it's it's friendly situations where you're going to be you have a high scoring offense, you're going to be playing in warm weather, and you're going to be playing in altitude and domes overall. So that that that's probably going to make up you know at least ten, eleven of your games. So yeah, that that definitely has appealed to me was. Alrighty, that's a that's a wrap for me. Unless there's anything you want to add. Nope, that is it. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We have wrapped up the AFC with great efficiency. Uh, NFC East will be next. I look forward to talking about that because it's a it's an interesting division this year. Uh, and the NFC as a as a whole, Wiz has kind of been uh, you know kind of the redheaded stepchild. The the AFC is where the power is this year, without a doubt. Whoever earns that title in the AFC would have done a remarkable job because there's a lot of strong teams there but nonetheless NFC East is next Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast Spotify Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and look forward to talking about the NFC next with you Wiz yeah you, you, you do the same